we absolutely hold all of the wisdom in everything in our bodies. And what is right for me may not be right for you. So what my truth is and what your truth is could be very, very different truths. And they should be. And we all kind of like run around in this world, like going off of all of our limiting beliefs and all of our stories and what everyone else tells us that we should look and how we should feel and how we should act. And there's all these rules around everything. And when we can break free from the rules and know that we, we're all one, but we're also all individuals. And when we can truly listen into our bodies and when we can hear our souls and we connect from that place, we can literally free the reins and do what is truly for our soul's purpose and for what's right for us. We often hear people wishing us a long, happy, and healthy life. But what if the length isn't what matters most? What if instead it's the breath, depth, and purpose of each day that matters most? Welcome to the Live the Width of Your Life podcast. My name is Annette Ardellian Kuzma, and join me weekly as I interview guests who made changes in their own lives to live more fully with intention, gratitude, and joy. Be prepared to be inspired by their stories of how they shifted their mindset, took courageous action, and designed the life that they always wanted to live. Welcome back to Live the Width of Your Life podcast. My guest this week is Jacqueline Kaminsky. And she is no ordinary practitioner. She is a radiant force dedicated to guiding individuals towards their true potential and inner magic. As an intuitive energy guide, Usoi and Kundalini Reiki master, breathwork facilitator, and Akashic Records and somatic guide, Jacqueline brings a unique blend of ancient wisdom and contemporary healing modalities to her transformative work. I love her mission. It's to ignite the spark of self-healing within, reconnect souls with their innate wisdom, and rediscover their authentic essence. We had interesting conversations that I've ever had. We talked about her personal spiritual journey and then how that evolved into what she does with her clients. We talked about things from all lives, past, current, future lives. We talked about trans mediumship. So many interesting things. I had to ask her many times, what's that? What's that? And she is so delightful. She is just a brilliant light. And I think you're really going to enjoy the conversation. Take a listen. Jacqueline, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so excited for our conversation. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited also. I've been looking Mm. forward to this. Me too. And I was looking at all of your profiles and your Instagram, and you have so many things like within the modalities that you practice. You have so many healing modalities. And I just want to get into all of it with you today. And I thought maybe a good place to start is I read your mission, which I love, and it's to ignite the spark of self-healing within, reconnecting souls with their innate wisdom and rediscovering their authentic essence. I'm like, that feels so good. So tell me a little bit about your mission, your passion, and how you were able to help others to find their own authentic essence. So yes, so this I am so passionate about. And it's funny because I do notice that our passions are also our triggers. (laughs) So I will name that. It actually, that and that my heart has always been so big on like, you have everything you need already inside of you. 
And I feel everyone and growing up, right, people give their power away. And so I'm also going to name when I say this, I'm not saying that we don't need like co-nourishment. We absolutely need co-nourishment. However, having said that, we absolutely hold all of the wisdom in everything in our bodies. And what is right for me may not be right for you. So what my truth is and what your truth is could be very, very different truths. And they should be. And we all kind of like run around in this world, like going off of all of our limiting beliefs and all of our stories and what everyone else tells us that we should look and how we should feel and how we should act. And there's all these rules around everything. And when we can break free from the rules and know that we, we're all one, but we're also all individuals. And when we can truly listen into our bodies And when we can hear our souls and we connect from that place, we can literally free the reins and do what is truly for our soul's purpose and for what's right for us without having everybody else's stuff kind of mixed in with that. And that's the freedom. I think so many people look to, you tell me what it is I need. Even people who go to psychics and mediums, I actually started out doing mediumship. For one of those reasons. And it's like, no, no, no. What I ultimately learned at the end of it, there is no one way to do anything. There is your way. And what is right for you and what is right for someone else will always be different. And when we can break the reins and just live from the place of pure freedom with no rules and show up as us. And my favorite thing to do is When I can connect into my body, which is your portal to everything, your body is the portal to every realm there is. And when we can do that and we can connect to our soul, we can open up the wisdom because our body holds the wisdom of every single lifetime that we have. It holds the wisdom of our ancestors. We have so much wisdom. And yet we look to everybody else and it's like, no, just come back to you because that's where your wisdom is. That's where your gifts are. We can activate gifts from other lives simply by doing that because it all lives there. It's all there already. So that's my jam and like my favorite (laughs) thing in the world. (laughs) You are so passionate about it. I love it. But how did you discover all these things? What was your journey to discovering that your soul's wisdom is within, that you don't need to look externally? Because A lot of people are searching and they're seekers and I see more and more of it, but they may be consuming podcasts and reading books and listening to Abraham and doing all of these other things, which is so helpful. And it's definitely part of the journey and there's so much wisdom there. But I'm also see that so many people are scared to be quiet. And they're scared to go within and they're scared to actually look within for those answers. So what was your journey like? Was it an easy linear line or did you just kind of go all the way around and find yourself here? So my journey actually started. So when I look back, my intuition has always been strong. So I am going to name that. While I didn't trust myself, at the same time, I'm going to hold that I did trust myself, which I know is kind of like, but there was both. So I'm going to hold that. But when my father passed away, that is actually what started me on my journey. It was like a healing, which is actually how I started mediumship. I actually started with mediumship because I wanted 
that connection still with my father, which I absolutely love. He's one of my guides, a thousand percent. You know what I mean? As much as I miss him and I want him in the physical, at the same time, it's amazing because I still have him so very much so, and he's always with me and like, it's from the energetics, but in a lot of ways, I'm a lot closer. So that kind of opened me up. I had started doing mediumship and there was a very specific way it had to be done. They were like, you have to do this and you have to do this and you have to do this. And none of it felt right to me. I was okay, I'm doing these things, but my information comes differently. I'm not getting it the same way you're getting it. And they would be like, oh, this is the way it's done. And this has a meaning. And I was like, no, it just didn't feel right. So I felt I was searching. Here I am asking all of these people who are like the wise ones and they're the teachers and they're channeling all this information. But yet I'm sitting there, I'm like, it doesn't feel right. Something's missing. And this doesn't feel healing to me. This is so great that you can tell me, you know what I mean? What my father was like when he was alive, but this isn't healing and something is missing. What was missing? It's so funny because I was like, ugh. So then I ended up moving to Reiki, which felt better. And it wasn't even that I was bringing them in. It was just that loved ones came into my Reiki session and it was a different message. It was one of pure love. And I felt which is funny because we're going to kind of bring ego in. And even that still didn't feel 100% right to me. I was like, this is kind of boring. So (laughs) I love Reiki, but it's boring. Again, I still feel there's so much more missing. Then I ended up ultimately doing transmediumship, which I love beyond belief. What is that? Transmediumship is when you kind of release and allow spirit. So I only allowed my guides to literally come and speak me. That is how I learned and met all of my guides. And I loved it. And it kind of took me deeper. And all I ever kept hearing is we are one, we are one, we are one. So I kept still feeling I needed something more. There was something missing. I felt I needed to get to a deeper connection with my soul that I wasn't hearing. And it was, I know I can communicate with spirit and I know I can do all this stuff, but it's not helping me. So I ultimately kept hearing your breath, your breath, your breath. And that is what led me to doing breath work. And I love breath work because I have a very much monkey mind. And everybody was, well, you just need to shut your brain off. And I'd be like, well, no. And I disagree with that. You don't need to shut your brain off at all. And I hate when people say that. So (laughs) I just want to name that. Actually, my first session, I just found a video online which I definitely don't recommend you just doing some video for your first time, not doing with someone. No one told me that my entire body would lock up tight. It would feel 50 million times larger than it was because I was holding so much grief and Mm. I had so much trapped in my body. And it was the first time that I was really connected with my body But yet after I was done, as crazy as it was, as where I was like, that was scary. I was like, I need more of that. And so that kind of started me on my whole breathwork journey, which was the fastest way for me to get into my body. It was the fastest way for me to truly, really hear my intuition. And so I would go on these journeys of turning in, but it still didn't feel 100% right to me just doing breathwork. And then I started doing the Akashic Records. So what ultimately helped me was I would be opening up my Akashic Records. I was doing breath work. 
And I was also at the same time giving myself Kundalini Reiki, which is different than regular Yasui Reiki. And I brought the three modalities together. And when I would go at it from this space and this place, calling all of my guides and calling all of my angels and all of my loved ones and ancestors, that just opened everything. And literally, I didn't need to shut my mind off. I was using my breath, but I was there. And I realized I was in other lives. Like Other lives would just open up for me. I would set the intention and there they were. And it's kept coming more and more. It would be okay, call all your lives in now. So I'll never forget this day. I was doing breath work. My Akashic records are open. And I hear, okay, call in all of your lives. And I was okay. So I just listened and I literally called every single life in. And I felt here I was standing and there was just like all in this, like we're all one, yet at the same time, living very different lives. And it was from that place where I remember that day, there's something that I need in my life right now. And who can step forward and help me? And then I have something in this life that you need. And at the time, it was a queen. There's, I have one life where I'm a queen. And she stepped forward. So there's something I needed from her. But then there was something that she needed from me. And we literally, like, we integrated and woke up and remembered. And you can activate and turn on your gifts from other lives. And once I did that, I was like, whew. And so like I kept going more and more and more. And I don't really like to say past lives. I like to call them all lives because time doesn't exist. That's just my thing. And when I say past lives, it kind of makes me, because it doesn't feel that way because they really are all happening at once. Once I started doing, that was what really opened me up to what do I need to heal in this life? What is coming up that honestly has been a pattern over and over? What am I truly ready to step into? And it has helped me so much know, feel, and own my own magic without somebody else is never going to be able to tell me that. Yeah. Ever. Even when I had other people read my Akashic records, I was very much part of the process and I would be there with them, fully witnessing, fully seeing. And it's literally setting the intention. It's removing the rules, knowing that you can't screw it up. There is no screwing this up. And when you know that there is no good, there is no bad, there is no right, there is no wrong, there just is, and there's nothing wrong, you cannot screw it up. It really is so easy, and it just kind of opens for you. And then you learn to truly self-trust and know, like, no, I know what I'm saying right now. I know this is my truth. And you know it, and you feel it. And especially when you're in there, at first you're like, am I insane? Did that really just happen? Let's name that, because that absolutely happens. And so the more I did that, I actually would have things kind of come up and happen for me that I would just ask for more. I would be like, show me the signs. I feel like we make it so hard and it really is so easy. We just have to remove everybody else's noise out of the way and trust us. Yeah. I want to unpack so much of that because I love it. I love your energy around this. And so first of all, I believe we have to be open when we're open and we're seeking new information is available to us. And it sounds like you were open, but it's also interesting that you had this knowing and this trusting. I think you said you trusted, but didn't trust also at the same time. And I think I see that when you were talking about the fact that 
you were exploring. And even though there are people who were, I don't know, maybe mentors or people that you were working with that were telling you, okay, with the mediumship first, and it just didn't feel right. And you're like, no, there's something missing here. And so you continued to seek and explore. I want to go back just to this trans mediumship piece because I've never experienced that or seen it. Was that frightening to you or how did you open yourself up to allowing, you know what I think about when you said that? I think of Whoopi Goldberg in Ghost. (laughs) That's that's exactly what it is. Okay. So yes. Do you want to know the whole reason I did it was because I was so scared. The only reason I did it was because I had so much fear around it. So here I was doing the work. I was like, okay, I'm turning in and I'm doing stuff and I'm trying to uncover stuff. And I was so scared. So I was, okay, if I'm this scared of it, there's got to be something on the other side of it. So I'm going to do it. Everything kinds of too. I'm always kind of, let's just see what happens. Maybe it'll work and maybe it won't. And I don't care if it does or it doesn't either way. And it was interesting, too, because when I had started, I used to say to everybody, because we'd be in practice groups, and like everyone said, you have to quiet your mind. Again, I didn't really quiet my mind so much because your mind never stops. There's always thoughts. So I think I was coming at it where everybody was, well, you have to quiet your mind. So in my mind, I thought, well, my mind must be blank. Mm. Which Which is impossible when you're alive. (laughs) So I finally realized what I was doing was, and I was pulling back and trusting, but I only allowed my guides. I set very strict intentions of nobody else, just my guides. And I was doing a class with Tony Stockwell. So he's a world-renowned medium, trans-medium, psychic. He is amazing. So I took a year-long program with him because I was scared out of my mind, but I was like, I am going to be one with this and let's see how it goes. And honestly, it takes practice because it's trust. You have to literally trust enough to allow Mm -hmm. them in. And so I had a lot of trust issues with my guides from other lives. So that has been a huge part of my journey as well. And Mm. it's helped me unlock and uncover so many more of my gifts when I have finally let me surrender a trust on this. And so it was literally pulling back and allowing my guides to kind of blend with me and then be able to share their wisdom from that space. And I used to, when I first started out, feel I would be pushed back and I almost felt like they were squishing me. Interesting. Could you feel them? When you say they're integrating, you actually feel something physically happening. And then how does that come through? And how many were there? How many people were you also sharing space with? (laughs) So I remember four different guides that there was one main guide who came through more often than others. And I'm not going to lie to you. He kind of scared me. I I felt like he should have been more loving and he wasn't. You know what I mean? He was just like such a bam, rock solid. Here I am. I'm speaking my truth. And when it happened, so I had four. I had one. I want to say her energy was very pixie-like, very beautiful and loving. And I loved her. She was Mm -hmm. fun. And some of them weren't so fun. But I could see what they looked. I'm not like clairvoyant where I physically see. Mine is more, I hear everything. I know everything, but seeing was never a thing for me until I did that. Because once they joined with me, they would come in through the back 
And when I would look down, I was almost I could see what their shoes looked like. I could see what their hands looked like by looking through because they would kind of come through my eyes. But yet I was pulled back witnessing. I would be terrified. Even here. I'm not gonna it was kind of scary. So I don't want to say it wasn't scary because no, it would it wasn't scary. But when I had first started, it was scary in the sense of my heart would race. Sometimes I felt like I wasn't almost breathing right. Mm -hmm. So my human started to get a little crazy, yet still kind of witnessing. And I sometimes felt I was a cat being squished like I was all the way back down in my body and they were like bam squishing me and I was like I don't like this Is I there- some, like learning as to how to move that where I went versus where I allowed them and how do you know that they're benevolent how do you know that these are all the guides benevolent are they here to help none of them are bad or evil that's I the part that would be terrifying for me well, i don't actually believe that anything is evil i think that there's different okay. vibrations i also have two guides who stand on other side of me and that's something that i have always felt but this is something that everyone can do so i have two guides who stands on either side of me at all times and they really? protect do we all we all have guides. So it's just setting that intention up. If this is something that makes you feel more comfortable, have them. So I notice if somebody vibration is, and I don't want them in my field, first and foremost, they never allowed, even when I was doing mediumship, people would be like, Ooh, stuff would come through. And it's interesting because what I didn't like about mediumship was the ego. You're connecting to the ego of the dead person. How is that? Think about it. Yeah. What's coming through is ego-based. That never felt right to me. I mean, think of the messages that they give. They're ego-driven, not soul-driven. Soul-driven is always of high vibration and love. Mm-hmm. So I was never connecting to anything but souls. And I still don't. That is what I have always connected to is like that higher self, that higher soul. And my guides never allowed anything that was not of high vibration into my fields. And if people aren't, they very much so, I will instantly feel them come out. And then I know to kind of back off. But that is something like an intention that I set with them from the very beginning so that we were like really (laughs) locked and loaded there. So I also always felt safe because it was the intention that I set. And your vibration matches. So you can't have something bad come into your vibration unless you're low vibration. That's a really good point to consider too. So did you prepare? Did you always make sure that you were at a nice high vibration, that it was a good time to do this? Well, if I wasn't in the right frame of mind, like if I was sick, I wasn't even able to connect enough where I would allow it. My body wouldn't even allow it in. That was the other part. You have to fully surrender and trust to really allow them. And it's almost like you just have to, because you're going to start to feel them there. And you want to be able to speak. Actually, one of my favorite things to do, and this was something that I had done in the beginning, and it's actually something I do in my program with my people, but I will totally share it so you guys, and it's something you should totally try. I always recommend doing this with your guides. It's like you talking about a banana. Just pick any word. I say banana. I don't even know why, where that came from. So you say (laughs) banana, and you're going to talk about it from your human ego. Just talk about your banana. Whatever. It's yellow. It's this. It's that. Just talk about it. 
Then you're going to be okay and call your guides into one specific guide, like your main guide, call them into your energy fields. And then talk about the banana again. And I recommend recording yourself and do it for three minutes. So it's like talk from the ego. Then for three minutes, I want you to talk from them just in your fields. Talk about the banana. And then you're going to say, now I want you to come closer than you've ever been. Come so Mm -hmm. close. I completely trust. Come close. And then when you say come closer than you've ever been, talk again about the banana from that space and watch how different each of those three minutes are and the message, even if it's about a freaking banana. (laughs) You have to try it. It is like something that we do in my program that I like love every single time because everybody's like, oh my God. And I'm like, yes. That is so amazing. Well, can you share a little bit more about your program? Because I typically ask people at the end, but I'm so curious right now. And I would love to hear more of what you do with folks. So it is a year long. And so the reason I want to, I'm going to say it is a year long is it is a process. You really have to, it's getting into your body. So the first thing we do is we really learn to get into our bodies and listen to our bodies and truly love ourselves. And know that there is no good and there is no bad. And stuff comes up all the time. And all it is is it's just like pointing to something we need to heal. So it is very much like we are going internally and we are doing the work and loving ourselves, knowing that there is no right or there is no wrong. All parts of us are good. Stuff comes up. There is literally nothing bad that you can do. So we do that and we get really comfortable with being in our bodies. We then kind of go into what is your doorway into your body? Because everybody has different doorways in. Some people, their doorway is so very like Joe Dispenza. Joe Dispenza's out. So for me, I have to drop into my body and then pull out where he goes out. So I couldn't connect with what he was saying for so long because I didn't know that. I had no clue. And then I just drop into my body and then pull out. Some people need to go down into Mother Earth and then pull out. So there's all these different doorways. And your doorway and my doorway could be totally different. But I didn't know that because all of these teachers were like, well, it's done this. It's this step, this step, this step. So here it's we have no rules. And it's complete freedom. And we play. It's like, let's find your doorway in. Let's find what your chakra access points that are going to give you so much nourishment and energy and be so energy rich that your energy stays super clean and free and just flows. And you're going to have some that kind of don't feel nourishing to you and others that feel amazing. So we really dive into that. Then we dive into all the different clairs and we play in every clair because everybody has the access to all the clairs. However, you're going to have ones that are much stronger than others. So we play that and then you get to kind of learn your way in a really fun, safe, free to be you, knowing you can't get it wrong ever. Environment. Claire? Yeah, all of your clairs. What like is that? Clairsentience. It's all of your unique gifts. It's like the clear seeing, clear hearing, clear knowing, clear feeling, all of those. And we play with each one. And you'll learn what ones your strong ones, what ones aren't. And if you want to strengthen any of them, I give tips on how to go about doing that. 
And then I also teach you how to open up your Akashic records. You learn how to read your records. You learn how to read other people's records. You learn how to go into all of your lives and pull the wisdom and integrate that wisdom and be able to turn those gifts on and share those. There are times where I have other lives that I feel are calling me that just that want my support, just want my love and support. And then there are other times when I call on them and it's literally a sharing of I hold every single one of my lives like that highest vibration, knowing that they have it. But I also every morning wake up and send them love and healing. And I feel them sending it right back to me. So I I teach everyone to really be able to kind of move in and out. But ultimately, it's a coming home to you and remembering your soul and knowing your soul is the portal to everything. So it's learning that you don't need to give your power away. And you're the one who truly has the answer. It's like, yes, am I getting information on somebody else? Maybe. But does that mean I'm going to always share it? No, because I'm going to teach you, right? I'll share what I feel, but I'm going to teach you to own what's coming through to you and feeling what's really coming through for you. So you start out maybe not trusting yourself, not trusting your guides, not trusting the universe, looking to outside sources. And quite honestly, you're the control freak. You know what I mean? (laughs) All of those things, because that was me, the big control freak. And it's doing all of those things. And then it's like learning to trust your body, learning to calm your nervous system and come at it from that place. And know that we are here Life is a big playground and we get to play, we get to experience, we get to have fun. And that's where the abundance rolls in. And that's where we're truly doing what we love. And it's so unapologetic, but you're doing it from a place of love. It's like, I'm here and I am bold and I'm going to share my voice. And I get to love you at the same time. And we don't ever have to agree. And I know my truth and you know your truth. And that is a beautiful thing. But there's so, so exciting. Much- to that program. And I truly love you go in. And when you're done at the end, you were remotely not even the same person you are listening and following your unique path and trusting you and it doesn't matter what anyone else says to you because you know your truth. And that That's what we're looking for. That's our journey. We're seeking to remember who we are. Well, first of all, I want to say, how can people join this program? Is it available at all time or do you have a new one coming up? I have a new one starting in March. I do keep it small. So only 12 women because we go so, so deep together. And I want it to be super safe, super comfortable, lots of fun and like you have a tribe, you're seriously joined a tribe of soul sisters that you are with for life and truly there for you. It really is so amazing. So if I may, then at some point, open up a second container, but I am keeping that 12 women at all times, I won't ever go over that. But right now it is starting my next cohort is opening in March. And you can um, find it through Instagram, you can find it on my website, which is www.jacquelinekaminskybodyandsoul.com. And yeah, it is life-changing. We will definitely include all those links. And I also want to go back just because I'm so curious about this all lives, which I love. Tell me when you talk about all lives, it's you, like your spirit is having these experiences, 
So tell us, what have you discovered about all lives? And I love this idea of sending whatever it is that they need, blessing them, sending love. We say them, but it's to you. It's so interesting, right? Because it's my soul. So I can recognize my soul. I always recognize my soul. However, personality, all of that is very different. Yeah. Interesting. It is because even when I'm in them, I'm witnessing. It's like I'm standing there witnessing when I'm in another life and I'm witnessing that. I'm watching and I instantly know who is me. I instantly know my soul always. And then I can feel their feelings and I know what their gifts are and I know what their their weaknesses are. I can see all of that. And I do notice patterns. So typically when I do it, I'm going to be able to heal more on this life because we have all of this learning and all of this knowledge and all this stuff that we've done in other lives. And it's like, well, why do we have to go take this course when I've already done it in another life? And when we can remember that and pull that in, it's like, Thanks so much for that. I don't need that because I already did it. And when you remember that and you can flip that switch and turn it on and integrate it. So for me, I can totally share one of the main things that comes up for me in many, many lives, and I will get it right this time. (laughs) And I come from a long line of witches. I definitely have the witch wound. So have I been burned at a stake? I felt that. I have been thrown out by my whole family. And it's always like I have died awful deaths at the hands of my family members today. So the family members that I have, not all of them, but some of them, I have seen in all of those lives. And they have been the ones who have killed me. So it's like witnessing and watching. And if you remember earlier how I said I had issues with trusting my guides. And so here I was, and I always understood in every one of these lives that the people that were there, they were scared of me because we'll just say I was a witch. And I think people have such bad words for witch, which is really are literally love for everyone and all of that. So I had a lot of guide communication in all of my lives. That is one thing that I've noticed. And they never gave me the heads up. So the one specific life that always, and it's funny because it was my best friend and my daughter were with me and the three of us were literally burned. So I watched my family member light me up. And I remember thinking, I'm not mad at her. I felt so much compassion. She just doesn't know. She just doesn't realize it. And she's so scared. And I actually felt scared for her, even though I knew. So here I am, I'm witnessing this. But what I felt was rage and anger towards my guides. You didn't give me the heads up. What the Mm. hell are you doing? You didn't pull me out of this. You allowed this to happen. And so one of my biggest teachings was to be able to really trust them. And it was like, no, we did pull you out maybe not the way you wanted. We did give you the heads up. We pulled you out of it. The world wasn't ready. So it it is so interesting how all of these lives have come through. But I've had one where it's been really awful things that I've done to people. Awful things. And there's so much love for that. And I had to heal that. And so there's just so many different things. But I do notice patterns 
through a lot of them where it's like, okay, I see that as a recurring theme over and over and like 30 lives now that I've been in and I've witnessed. So I do feel they kind of come through when there's something that I'm physically working on in this life that helps me with all the other lives and even future lives, accessing your future technically because it's happening all at the same time. And it's like, okay, bringing that wisdom in. And if it, what did she do? Let me align with her. Let me talk to her and see what she says. So it's a lot of that because it does, it all lives in your body. Wow. And do you find that in your all lives that there's a circle or a tribe of the same people that are with you? Is that true? Yes, very much so. There are other people and there are other people who may not be currently in my life right now, although I've met them. So I've had the connection and I've met them, but we're not close or any of that. And they're kind of off there, but they're closer to somebody else that is currently in my life. That always makes me laugh because I know who they were in another life. So I'm like, (laughs) that's interesting. You were my brother last time. (laughs) And now we knew each other. So we've said hello and I know who you are. You know what I mean? But it's funny. They do say, like the person had said, wow, I really feel like I know her. And I laugh because I'm like, well, you do. (laughs) Yeah. That is so interesting. And do you feel in those instances where someone maybe was someone really near and dear to you and now they're not, but they're sort of in the periphery? Is it because you learned what you had to learn from each other and now, or is it not like that necessarily? I don't think it's always like that. I think sometimes, yes, I have witnessed, I'm going to call it the in-between, in-between lives where I have remembered where you are there and you're picking your parents and you're picking certain aspects. Like I 1000% picked my husband and my husband now has been my husband in other lives. Stuff like that. My daughter, she has been with me. She's pretty much always with me, but she's not always my daughter. She was like my twin sister in one life. And I laugh because she competes with me. And sometimes she treats me as if I'm her sister. And I'm like, I am not your sister. (laughs) But to her body, I'm kind of (laughs) am. She's remembering you as the sister. (laughs) Yeah. Even my mother-in-law. At one point, my mother-in-law was my mother. So I do notice lots of those things and I, they, we all kind of stay together, but I do agree when you heal that, that needs to be healed, you move on. And the other thing I'm going to say, people who trigger you in this life, you're probably closest to soul wise. Wow. Because you're here to almost help them grow as well as they're here to help you grow. And that's Mm -hmm. how we grow is through all of that. So I do notice those things too. So that's probably one of the bigger things that I've recently more become aware of, I want to say, because what I know today probably will change, but constantly, the more I go into them and the more I remember, it's like a constant remembering and remembering and remembering and coming home and remembering. It doesn't ever stop. And I don't think it ever will because we're infinite. But I also love that it doesn't because every day I'm like, whoa. That just happened. How long have you been on this journey, Jacqueline? So I'm going to say I've been actively doing it or remembering for the last five years. And I noticed things come easier to me only because I'm integrating and remembering the other lives and I've removed the rules. When I was trying to do it everybody else's way and follow their rules and their steps, it just didn't open for me. 
And once Mm -hmm. I surrendered, I'm like, I'm going to cut out everybody else's noise. And I'm not saying I don't take bits and pieces. Obviously, if it feels right to me and it feels right to my body, I could take that in and probably change it where it feels better to my system. And I'm like, no, that feels better. I do lots of that. But once I learned, I don't have to do it your way. And I release, and then that's kind of where everything started to open up for me. And it just came so easy. But I do the work. I literally do. I call them my aligned sessions, which is the breathwork, Akashic Records, and Reiki. I do that every day. I literally sit in that every single morning for an hour. That is my happy place. And if I don't, I'm a little crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it makes a difference. Yeah, those little things that I come back and I check in with all of my lives every morning. It's like, I love you all so much. I'm sending you all so much love. And I feel them sending it right back. Whereas before Mm. that, I didn't. But now it a thousand percent is helping. It is a thousand percent helping all of my lives. Well, I'm definitely going to try the banana exercise that you said with the guides and we'll be having some more conversations. Thank you so much. You are just such a beautiful light and so radiant. And thank you so much for sharing so much of your journey. And there is a final question I ask all of my guests, which is tied to the title of the podcast, which is what does it mean to you to live the width of your life? To be you, totally being you in all of you, knowing that there is no bad part of you, that you're just here for this journey of remembrance. And it gets to be so fun. Don't make it so serious. And yet, it is always for your highest and greatest good. It may not look that way. But I promise and it may take you two years to realize it. But through every bad thing, something beautiful always comes. It's really helped me just to release the reins and just allow, just be here and allow all of it and see the beauty in all of it. And that has truly helped me. That's where I feel freedom. And the freedom allows me to do just that. I love it. That's so beautiful. Thank you so much. We will include all the links so people can reach out to you. They can say hello. They can learn more about your program and just start following you as well on Instagram. I appreciate your time today, Jacqueline, and I'm so grateful that you are a part of my community and that you spent some time with me today. Thank you so much. I am so grateful for you and I love you have the most beautiful energy and I love it. Oh, thank Thank you. you. (laughs) Thank you for listening to today's episode. If today's conversation inspired you to dream again, break out of your comfort zones or reflect on what it means to you to live more fully, then please follow this podcast because every week you'll hear more stories from people just like you who took imperfect action towards their goals, created more joy and are living the life that they always dreamt of living.